Oh, fucking right. Welcome back to George Joestar Chapter 2. The chapter this week is titled Nishi Akatsuki, which means that Itachi Uchiha is going to show up. I don't know Naruto. Believe it. Sasuke's there. Believe it. Believe it. (laughs) This week we're going to talk about Chapter 2 of George Joestar and we're going to talk about how Joji Joestar lives in Pangea land. I this guess. is the wildest shit. I I like how it has pictures now. Yeah, they have pictures. That helps me. They they no, they it doesn't help me though. It helps me, but they're concerning. The pictures made me mad cuz as we've established on the main show, I can read katakana and finding out the Manhattan is in the middle of Florida, Key Lago and Bermuda is really upsetting. I I can't, so I just saw I just saw Pangea, but we'll get there. Yeah, so let's hop right into it. Chapter 2 opens on a 15-year-old Joji Joestar, spelled like George Joestar from the last chapter is spelled, but in Japanese it's pronounced Joji. This Joji, unlike last chapter's George, lives in Fukui Prefecture in Japan. He states that he is English, but looks and probably is Japanese because he was adopted by the Joestar family. Wow, convenient. Joestar as well. (laughs) (laughs) And he was given a name that could be either English or Japanese, George and Joji. He insists on the spelling of the name with a J because he's fond of the nickname Jojo and he needs the spelling to be fucked up so he can use it. This is very convenient. Otherwise, he wouldn't be a Jojo. Otherwise, he would. I mean, he's already got the Joe stars. I love this kid. I want to say it up top. He says fuck, and I respect it so he's much. He's pretty good. Yeah, I have no, I have nothing. I have nothing against Joji. Pretty good. Pretty good. So Joji describes how whenever details don't add up properly, it bothers him and makes his nose itch. Okay. (laughs) Which is part of what makes him such a great detective. He goes on to describe a very similar situation to one present in the previous chapter. He has solved two serial killer cases over the past year, and before that, he had solved 15 locked room murders. It is a a newspaper article surrounding those locked room murders that is bothering him. Wow, just like the other George Joe star. What a coincidence. Well, there's murders going on and there's a detective. Hey, we're going to get there. I yelled (laughs) at this book at the end of this chapter. (laughs) Did you have a similar response? I was like, I'm pretty sure I said out loud, oh, god damn it. (laughs) Right? We'll get there, but motherfucker, I, I... I know I said it last chapter. I really like this book so far. I'm not huge with... I don't... I'm not a huge fan of, like, the theme of detectives, but it's still good. It's still got that JoJo's funk. For sure. Yeah, uh, so the newspaper article printed a map with the 15 murders that were numbered in the order they occurred. This pisses Joji off. Because <laughs> that's not how you look at locked room murders. The point of them is that it doesn't matter when they occurred, it matters when they're discovered. So he redoes the map in his mind, numbering them in that order, and he notes that the only immediately visible trend among them is that they appear to be moving south over time. (laughs) And that's when we get a map. Our first map. (laughs) Our first map, yeah, of, um, of the prefecture he lives in. 
um, and just circles with numbers in them where the murders happened. Yeah, but it's like, once you see that first map, you're like, something's about, some fucky's about to happen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, pondering over the potential social hysteria that led to such a massive amount of locked room murders, he acknowledges that they appear to, on face value, to have no connection and have no... And how there have been no cases since the discovery of the 15th. Re-examining his mental map and considering that the locked room, that the locked rooms are enclosed, bordered spaces, Joji realizes that the discovery, the discovered locations can make a 4x4 grid <laughs> with a large empty space in the city of Takafu. Takafu? I'm going to say Takafu. Takafu, yeah. Takafu. So, yeah, so it becomes, a, it becomes a game of Sudoku. <laughs> no, it gives us the same map, but it's divided into a 4x4 four four grid. It, I immediately thought, oh, we're playing Sudoku. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Um, Oh, God, should we? Maybe I'll post these pictures somewhere. I'm lazy and sick right now, though. Well, I could just put him in Discord once the episode goes up. It's not hard. I got it. Yeah. So, the grid of 16 spaces has 15 filled in and one missing, just blank. And this causes Joji to realize that this map of discovery sites creates a large 15 puzzle, which is a type of slide puzzle where the goal is to get the numbers 1 to 15 in order. (laughs) I hate this. Doji <laughs> notes that the pieces of the puzzle are all one space away from their sequential order, each only needing to move one space to be correct. This is what makes it apparent to him that this is, in fact, a puzzle and not a random coincidence. But, like, it kind of is also a random coincidence with what we'll get to later, but it's a puzzle, but it's not, like, an intended puzzle. It's kind of an intended puzzle, but not by, like, the person you think intended it. Well, it's an intended puzzle by nature that it's supposed to be a um, puzzle, not that it's supposed to be solved. You mean an intended puzzle made by the author? Read <laughs> <laughs> uh, Beyond. I'm feeling Tsukumajuku this chapter, just fucking cursing the Beyond or whatever. Oh, God. <sighs> okay. Joji states that if the puzzle exists, then there must be someone who created the puzzle. Uh, The author. (laughs) He recounts how he and the police had searched thoroughly and determined no connection existed between the cases, but this proves that some connection had to exist despite all the killer's confessions. All the killers confessed the crimes and had strong, separate motives to commit them. And were, like, very, very separate. I think at one point it said some of them were, like, prisoners who are serving life sentences and yep. one, one of them was like a kid who was like a total shut-in yeah a regular neat regular neat but like people who could have there's no way they could have talked to each other exactly yeah and looking at the sequence of steps of the slide puzzle 10 moves to blank space 14 moves to 10 space 13 moves to 14 space etc 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 joji ponders if this is something called a domino murder exchange which, sure, have you heard of it? Because I haven't. I had it before this. Um, <laughs> but in this, each killer in this chain targets the intended victim of another potential killer. In this way, a motiveless individual commits the crime in the place of the individual with the motive, and so on, so that all parties involved have solid alibis. This doesn't work with the logic of the slide puzzle that Joji has established, though, 
especially because all of the killers confessed, destroying the purpose of the sequence. Yeah, but I like, but I like the idea that like one place moves to the other, so one did the other thing. That's cool logic. It is, but yeah, like like he said in it, number 15 would have had to do their own murder and the number 11 murder and then number 10 didn't kill anybody. Yeah, and the, he also said that like with that logic because they're they're in the order that they're discovered and not committed, one person would have had to do a murder after they've already been like convicted. Yeah. Wacky. So, don't work. Nope. Unfortunate. Puzzled, Joji begins to head toward Takafu, Tefeku. I think I spelled it wrong that time. Uh, Takefu, I don't fucking know. He heads toward place on his bike to investigate and and happens upon a house that is very, very on fire. Joji acknowledges that house on fire is kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, he acknowledges that it's weird that he immediately finds it. Sorry. True, true, true. Uh, The caretaker of the house, Kato Sarika... And her husband Satoshi and their four-year-old son Seshiru. I don't know how to. I'm sorry. I'm mispronouncing Japanese names. I don't know how to say them right. You're uh, good. All staring at the fire. Joji asks if there's anyone hurt, and the child answers that there's a pool inside the house and a stranger swimming inside it. Mm-hmm. They got that indoor pool in the farmhouse that's on fire, and then there's a weird man swimming in their pool in their house. Yeah, I I can't believe that Kato survived Joji Joestar and went to part eight. <laughs> There's another character with Kato in their name that we saw before. Was, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, but we'll <laughs> get there. Enough. Yeah. So yeah, super perplexed by that statement, Joji looks in the window of the house where he sees that it's full of fucking bursting with water that's swirling around at whirlpool speed. He sees furniture and a body, which he assumes to be dead being carried around the vortex. He wonders if this was another locked room murder and asks where the water came from. Sarika says that she doesn't know when it simply started pouring downstairs while they were eating dinner and they all ran out of the house and then it started burning all by itself. Our house flooded with water from upstairs and then we ran and it was on fire. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's not just any water. They're kingdom. Uh, Satoshi adds that it's definitely seawater because they can sniff they smell it with their sniffers (laughs) Uh, the detective notices that there are no potential sources for the water near the house it's like 40 40 kilometers away and a few mountains away from the ocean so Freak Twister couldn't have been the culprit it's Joji (laughs) Joji begins considering how he can preserve the crime scene (laughs) <laughs> okay, buddy. There's, there's a whirlpool in the house. That's on fire. Uh, that was currently burning to the ground. But he notices that the individual swirling through the house is, in fact, alive. Yeah, so with this knowledge at hand, Joji's like, hey, family who lives here, watch out. And takes a rock and starts smashing windows in until the house just bursts. And all the water comes out onto the lawn with the man who is in the window laying in front of Joji who asks, Perdón? ¿Qué pasó? ¿Dónde estoy? Which Joji notes is in fact Spanish. He's like, dang, that's Spanish. Yeah, so Joji responds in Japanese and the dude who came out of the house says, oh, Japanese. 
in Japanese. <laughs> so, oh, okay, I'll do that instead. Yeah, and it's noted that he's around the same age as Joji. I wonder who it could be who speaks Spanish and Japanese and is 15 or 16. 15 or 16 isn't the age he was before, right? It was, yeah, they were 12 and then three years went by. Oh, three years did go by. I forgot about that. I was. Oh, bye, Craig. Why are you in room one? Is he? Yeah, he went down to room one. Hi, Craig. Welcome back. Standoff. Welcome back. So, yeah, as you were saying, as we were saying, yeah, we know a character who should be 16 and speak both of those languages. At this, the house crumbles to the ground and a large funnel-shaped potentially tornado retreats back in, back into the sky from the home. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Today can't get much weirder. No, I feel bad for this fucking family. Uh, Joji is kind of fucked. Joji find this, finds this odd, as you do, but acknowledges that whatever it was brought this Spanish-speaking boy to him. That, it was that. There was that thing that brought it to him. The boy begins to ask Joji about the day and where they are. It is apparently the same day that the boy had taken taken from the boat he was taking that had been passing by the coast of Florida. Huh, I wonder who it is. Who's going to Florida on a boat? Well, he wasn't going to Florida. He was just passing by. I think the Bermuda Triangle's near there. that's, That's dumb. That's a hoax. Yeah, so this dude mentions the Atlantic Ocean, and Joji's like, what the fuck is that? I only know about the ocean. Yo, shout out to the ocean. (laughs) Shout out to the ocean. It's a really good Against Me song. (laughs) It's the last track on New Wave. Ocean? Uh, Yeah, Joji asks where the boy is from in Japan, and he's like, oh, I'm from this address. And Joji's like, that's where we are right now, guy. (laughs) And the guy's like, also, my name is Kato Sukumajuku. (laughs) So it's him. It's him. That's the guy. He made it. The Bermuda Triangle took him to Joji Land. <laughs> to Joji Land with ocean? To Panlandia. Is Tsukumojuku Ocean Man by Ween? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, he is. Joji and Ocean Man continue to have <laughs> geographically based misunderstandings about what places do and don't exist, and where the oceans and continents are located, and what they are. Yeah, so the next sentence, sorry, I wanted to cut you off, because uh, fucking Tsukumojuku's like, yeah, you know, North and South America. Yeah, and Joji's like, what are you talking about, you dumbass piece of garbage? It's <laughs> only one continent. <laughs> there's <laughs> Joji states that there's only one continent, Panlandia. <laughs> I'm going to lose my mind. It's really good. This causes Tukumochiku to admit that their differences didn't seem like an issue of education. This guy can't be that stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which causes Joji to state that he is in fact very well educated. My brain real big. I'm a detective. <laughs> and then Tukumochiku's like, wait a second. You're a detective? I'm a detective. But I'm not really a detective. And then Tsukumojuku mentions something about, uh, I wonder what Beyond is doing now. Yeah, it's like, what the fuck is Beyond doing, dude? <laughs> Verbatim. My brain going Beyond. <laughs> yeah, plus Ultra. Plus Ultra. Uh, so Joji takes Tsukumojuku to the hospital, 
and they realize that while the day is the same, Tsukumojuku is in a vastly different time as it is the year 2012 in Joji's world opposed to the 1904 the boy left. They also compare world maps and realize they are too vastly different to be of the same world. So Tsukumajuku's map is like a modern map that we could see today if we go to google.com slash map. Yeah, which he, by the way, he drew just, just whatever, just drew a super accurate map with like the right latitude and longitude and everything. He was a detective. He's very smart. Yeah, and then Joji draws his own continent, which we get to see a picture of, and it's just Pangea. It's kind of just Pangea. Like if Pangea was shaped like a croissant. Yeah, it's not exactly like... I don't, it's not how Pangea w- like was really. It's very odd. Yeah, like Russia's still sticking out the top right. It's it's a thing. We'll post a picture somewhere. It's weird, and we get to zoom in on a spot that's even weirder. I, we'll get fucking there in a second. Um, God. <laughs> but yeah, since it's only been a hundred and eight years, and the landmass dim- similarities are so vast, but they're still speaking the same language. Sukumajuku's like, well, it can't have been billions of years, and I wrapped around time and came back here. Thinking emoji. (laughs) Fuck. Wait, fuck. God. Man, they determined that there's parallel worlds and that Sukumajuku got dumped in one. That's the only logical explanation, honestly. It's also noted that while Joji's family is English... Ain't no such thing as England. <laughs> England was a state that attempted to declare independence in the 19th century, um, but were never fully officially re- recognized by America, which caused the fledgling nation to be swallowed back up into the U.S. and its inhabitants to scatter across the globe. So England tried to <laughs> secede from America yeah, in the 1800s. Yeah, and they didn't fucking work. <laughs> Fuck America wins again. God, fucking <laughs> wild. Like, other countries were like, yeah, sure, England, you're okay, get in. And America was like, nope. No, fuck you, get back in there. Uh, goddamn. Yeah, that's... Why? Why? Is it because it's explaining why he's adopted by English people and also in Japan? I think so. Also, it's, it's explained that um people like english people resorted to adoption in order to keep like being english a thing what can they not fuck i don't know there's not enough of them i guess i guess yeah it's fun it's great can the english fuck next week we find out (laughs) (laughs) oh god So, fucking Tsukumojuku's like, hey, I was going through the Bermuda Triangle when I got here, and that's fucked up. And he tries to explain what the Bermuda Triangle is, because the Gulf of Mexico and place don't exist here. Right, so on his map, he's like, alright, I was about right here, points, when I got taken. And they overlay the maps, and it was right on fucking where he landed in Joji's world. Which happens to be his house. <laughs> by the way. Yeah, what a coincidence. What a coincidence. Things so, just kind of line up sometimes. Yeah, it's, it's like there's a higher power looking out. Um, someone's writing the story. <laughs> so they're like, damn, maybe you could go back the other way. So they look where the Bermuda Triangle is. 
in Joji's world, which is Florida and Bermuda and Puerto Rico are like all right in the same fucking place. Mm-hmm. And so they call it the Bermuda Dot. And so the place right in the middle of Florida and Bermuda and Puerto Rico is where Sukumojuku can go back to George Joestar world. Where is and that? And it's Manhattan? It's Manhattan. It's Manhattan, Manhattan Island. It's Manhattan Island. And they say later the Statue of Liberty is still there, but it's it's south of Florida. <laughs> I I was re- I, like I was looking at this map and I was like, oh, this is cool. I can kind of read this. There's Florida, then some kanji I can't read. There's Puerto Rico. There's Bermuda. There's Key La- Why is Manhattan here? <laughs> <laughs> and I got mad. I started posting in the patron chat in the Discord. You may be able to see me. I, I did. I, I definitely saw that. I'm saying for anybody who wants to go back. And then Z yep. was like, this is Cat right now. <laughs> so Tsukumojiku comments on how it's like someone summoned him into the world. To which Joji says he's probably being targeted. Tsukumojiku flips, on, flips this back on Joji and asks him to recount the wildly coincidental circumstances that led him to the fire. Tsukumojiku then goes on to discuss... The further coincidence that the two had solved 15 locked room murders, which he realizes were for, were formed the 15 puzzles that basically Tsukumojiku realizes that they both solved 15 locked room puzzles, locked room murders. But Joji was like, he realized Joji's take making it a grid was right, but he never realized that. But then they're like, oh, shit, that means we the, did the same shit. We did right. the same thing. Right, and Tsukumojiku never realized because his George Showstar never needed to realize for the plot to go forward, but Joji did because Beyond set up the puzzle. Oh my god. <laughs> so yeah, Tsukumojiku once again fucking waxes poetic on the nature of being a detective and a protagonist of the story and having things go in your way. And Joji's like, but dude, you're a detective. You say you're a detective. And Sukumojuku's like, no, I'm not. Other people solve cases and I'm just there anymore. And Joji's like, fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> and he sure doesn't stop saying fuck after that. Sukumojuku's like, no, I'm just, I'm a tortured soul. I'm just, <laughs> I'm misunderstood. And Joji's like, fuck off. <laughs> You're a weird man who appeared in a flooded house that was on fire. Shut the fuck I, up. I cherish Joji Joestar. Um, and yeah, Tsukumojiku's like, well, I guess I'm here, and my new role is to explain to you what a beyond is. <sighs> Tsukumojiku tells Joji that there's a George in his original world, and recounts their adventures up to they up to when they found the mastermind behind the locker room murders at which point joji tells him to shut the fuck up again <laughs> because he doesn't want to spoil it yeah no spoilers uh thinking hard joji realizes that the mastermind must have made the killers and their must have met killers in their dreams because that's the only thing they would have that's the only possible thing that could have happened Right. It's, which, it's a fun logical jump, but it makes sense. Yeah, which impresses Tsukumojiku as he's right, because he tells Joji that the killers in his world all met a clown in their dreams named Lockroom Maestro. <laughs> it was a funny clown who, who fueled <laughs> the hatred. Is Ronald McDonald came in their dreams and fueled their hatred for someone and told them to murder them and lock them in a room and shit like that. 
and he tortured them in nightmares every night. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, so they couldn't sleep because he they were like stuck in a chair and a clown was standing there telling them about locked rumors <laughs> all night. He was telling he was just telling the plot of George Joe's star and they wanted to <laughs> kill someone. Yeah, and they stopped knowing what was real and eventually they committed their crimes. Um so Sukumojuku tells Joji about their culprit, their locked room maestro, Javier Cortez, who is just a boy. He was a little dude. He was a teen, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, Sukumajuku says that he believes that Javier didn't have the power to enter dreams when he was younger, and that it was brought on through years of abuse in a locked room perpetrated by his own mother. He was hoping, like, the purpose of the power was his hope that eventually he would find someone who he could get to kill him in a locked room, because that's where he was stuck, to end his suffering. And uh, when he was caught in question, Javier specifically said, when I slept, I was trapped in a locked room with my mother. So that's kind of where all the locked room stuff came from, in yeah. that world at least. So Komojiku continues with, I've begun, to be- I've begun to believe that continual repetitive suffering can lead to the development of unusual powers that can help the sufferer escape. And describes how Antonio Torres develop the unnatural ability to shed his skin once a year, something no other human could do. Joji refutes that things like that simply didn't happen in his world, and after Tsukumojuku wonders aloud if Torres's shed skin had made it through the journey to this new world, <laughs> he begins asking Joji about the nature of detectivehood. Yeah, he's like, I wonder if my tube of skin made it through that flooded fire. It and was I'm, element proof. I'm pretty sure Joji said, Jesus fucking Christ, shut up. Yeah, Joji's like, dude, we're not reaching out to that poor family about your skin tube. <laughs> <laughs> your boy in a skin tube. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Sikumachiku's like, hey, don't you think it's weird that you always solve your cases and you get the twist right at the last minute and shit? And Joji's like, no, luck is part of skill, and I put a lot of hard work into this, and there's not anything else guiding me. And he asks if Sukumojuku's trying to make him doubt his role as a detective, to which Sukumojuku says that he definitely shouldn't, but he is receiving the preferential treatment from the hand of an arbitrary god, and explains that he calls it beyond, and believes that it lined up the fates of Joji and George Joestar for a reason. What a, what a fucking warhead to drop on someone <laughs> that's like i came from a different universe and mm-hmm. there's a god following you and he wants it, it, i don't know what it wants but it kind of wants you and the other george to just have a good time well i think he wanted it to be a warhead because of what happens next but joji kind of subverts it <laughs> <laughs> okay I, I, I have to take a breath for a second because it's a lot. <laughs> Tsukumojuku says, while there are two Georges, there is only one detective, and is shocked when Joji frustratedly says that he'll just be the fake then. He doesn't care. Joji says that he's adopted anyway, which cracks a neutral expression of the other boy that held the entire conversation, having successfully frustrated or surprised him. Yeah, so the whole conversation of Tsukumojuku just being a smug asshole, like, ah, you're gonna do this, and Joji's like, I'm not actually Joji Joestar, and I don't care if I'm fucking fake. I just want to chill. <laughs> just leave me alone, strange man. Which, I'm pretty sure this means that Joji Joestar is going to be the real detective. Yeah. 
Oh, oh, you get you get the last paragraph. This is fun. Um, so after that, Joji offers to pay all of Sukumojuku's expenses and even help him get home through Manhattan, saying he'd like to go to Sukumojuku's world. Sukumojuku says that's a bad idea as it may cause a time paradox. Okay. <laughs> after discussing the differences between their worlds a bit more. A police contact Joji had reached out to earlier in their conversation calls him back and says that dreams were, in fact, the answer. An individual had appeared in all of the killer's dreams and given them the same message to tell the police if they ever asked the killers about dreams. Quote, if George Joestar ever comes to Morio, I'll kill him. Who's a murderer for Morio, you ask? The name of the person who appeared to all these killers in their dreams was Yoshikage Kira. <laughs> Uh, this is a i lost my goddamn mind when i read that i yelled but joji's like no you know me i'm not gonna go after dangerous shit like that policeman my friend my confidant and the police officer's like whenever you say shit like that you're going so have fun i guess (laughs) why is kira appearing in people's dreams I, I also like the detail that Joji has no idea where Morio is. He's never heard of that town in his life, and but he has to look it up, and he finds it. So it, I like the idea that it just didn't exist before now. It is good. And yeah, so the book spelled the name in the message as J-O-R-G-E Joestar, but I guess it would be if Joji Joestar ever comes to Morio. Yeah, it, it's both. It's a lot. <sighs> Tsukumojiku announces his intent to stay out of the mystery and... Uh, Tsukumojuku announces his intent to stay out of the mystery and go home. His home in this universe. No, he's going back. He's going through Manhattan. Oh, he's going through... Oh, okay. Yeah, no, you're right. He, he yeah. wants to go home home. But he, he wants to stay. Whenever characters in JoJo die in the main show now, can we call that going to Manhattan Don't and not explain it? it? Don't what do you spoil mean? it. He and Joji part ways. With the latter re-upping his offer to pay Tsukumojuku's expenses, (laughs) they agreed to meet up in the next morning. As Joji wakes up, he receives news that Tsukumojuku had died and his body was found in Morio. (laughs) The chapter ends with the quote, that was never a warning at all. It was an invitation. Hmph. I was always going without you. I was I was going even without you killing Tsukumojuku shit for brains. <laughs> what a waste. There wasn't even a reason for him to die. So both both George Joestars lose their friend, Kato Tsukumojuku. In chapter one and two, they both end with Tsukumojuku fucking dying. Yeah. They're pretty... They're decently parallel chapters, I think, which I like, and I wonder if that trend's going to continue going forward. There's no Lisa Lisa in this one, though. Unfortunate. There's not, but it's like, hey, here's George Joestar. Here's a mystery. Here's this guy who helps them solve the mystery. Up, oh, he died. Hey, here's George Joestar. Hey, here's George Joestar. Why? I Yeah, but yeah, I think going forward, whenever a JoJo's character dies... We just be like, yeah, and then they went to Manhattan. <laughs> then they went to Manhattan. Then Diego went to Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> that was real. <laughs> God, um, I like this book. <laughs> I, I regretfully like it. It hurts my heart and my brain, but I fucking love it. 
Yeah. Oh my god. I'm losing my mind. I'm losing my mind. The next chapter is called Wounds? Or Wounds? Wounds or Wounds? One of the two. Wounds and Sounds. Yeah. Oh, now I get why it's called Wounds. Yeah, because they're emotional trauma. Because they get they get assaulted, and then they get a way to stop that. Yeah, I didn't want to talk about that, because it's kind of fucked up. It's kind of fucked up. And yeah. both of the cases so far was was a parent abusing a young boy. It was a mother abusing a young boy, actually, in both of them. Damn, parallels everywhere. Was it? Yeah. But so Torres. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Javier yeah, yeah. Cortez on that side. Yeah. Yes. I wonder if it's going to be about Kira's daddy issues. Ooh, we might. Yeah, I don't like. I genuinely don't know the details of this. But next chapter, we are going back to George. Yeah, I think now it goes back and forth. Yeah, it goes George, Joji, George, Joji for six hundred and sixty-six pages. I cannot stress enough. We're seventy-seven pages in, y'all. Yeah, that's over a tenth of the way through this book, which means the chapters are going to get a bit shorter, I guess. I guess these were big, beefy introductory chapters. They're pretty big chapters, not going to lie. The pictures help, and I know there are like some full-page art pieces later when like stands start coming in. There aren't stands yet in this JoJo land. There are wounds, but there ain't no stands. Whack. So far, we have two wounds, maybe. Three. Have- three. Because I am definitely wounded. <laughs> we have shed skin like a lizard. We have dream clown. And we have yell at George Joestar. <laughs> I don't really have anything to add like I did the first one. I'm continuing to look forward to reading this. I'm really glad that we get to do this. Yeah, this is this is a trip. Yeah. So... I predict next chapter, George Joestar is going to meet somebody else with a wound. <laughs> yeah. What's Let's the, go. wait, what's the third one called? So there are stands, there are wounds. That's right. There are beyond, there's the beyond, and then there are bounds. And I think from what I know, just like getting it out there. So like, it's aware that I know it. I think bounds is like the, like their, your plot armor given to you by beyond. Yeah, I think so. Because you're a main character. Yes. Oh, and there was a detail in this chapter I didn't put in the notes. What's up? America is about to land a man on Mars. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, I wonder where that's leading to. And as we know from the meme, there's 36 cars on Mars. So we'll get there. How the fuck is cars in this unit? Whatever. Well, so Poochie's reset only affects Earth. <laughs> is this all because of Poochie? Yeah, this is because Poochie actually reset the universe 36 times. Oh my fucking god. I'm not, I'm I'm done. Yeah, so this is I'm pretty sure this is the aborted last reset that resulted in the spin-off into Steel Ball Run and whatever came after it. I'm done. So this is like when the universe was just about to get back to normal. Right. Yeah, so Emporio killed Poochie. And then it split into Steel Ball Runverse, and then into this one, which is kind of the fucked up, half-formed universe that Poochie was making. Could Steel Ball could Steel Ball Run Universe also be George slash Jorge's universe? I don't think so. I'm pretty sure that's canonically, canonically like part pre-part two George. Oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. 
<laughs> all right, I'm done. I'm done. I can't. Yeah, thank you all. We'll see you next month with Chapter 3 Wounds. We <laughs> appreciate you. We hope you enjoy our April Fool's joke. <laughs> I hope it's funny. I hope it's haha funny. And yeah, see you next month. Bye. Bye.